Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. What's up? Let's go. This is going to be a fun one. I can't wait to introduce you all to today's guest. He is an entrepreneur, a leader, a podcaster, of course, an attorney, and I will say all around badass, host of Elements of Styles, principal at Styles Law and Secure Title, Mark Styles. Welcome to the show. Wow. Thanks, Casey. So glad to be here. Loving the passion that you have in podcasting. I'll talk about it all day. Hell yeah, man. And I feel for people, uh, I've been on your show. You've been on my show. You've interviewed me on what used to be my show, which is now your show. So we, we've had some great conversations lately. That's right. That's right. We're becoming the uh, pod parents. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so with that in mind, I want to introduce this first question that we cool. start the show, start every show out with this question, which is, Pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great podcast. What an amazing question. Um, and, and it's only new. So I'm now currently at episode 87 on my show. Okay. And only recently, and I will give you full credit for this, introduced me to the pre-call. Mm. So you can imagine what it's like without a pre-call. So first and foremost, it's hard to get people on the podcast if they don't know what to expect. So the pre-call has really been a game changer for me because I would want a pre-call and I didn't realize how much I would want a pre-call because I want to see the venue. I want to understand what I'm walking into. I don't want any surprises. I know and trust Mark, but what are we going to be talking about? Right? right. So with the pre-call, you kind of lay it out, you show them the picture, paint the picture, if you will, deliver the venue, let them see it, give them some ideas to queue up, think about and be ready. And that's the key to be ready because you don't want to stump anyone. You don't want any gotchas. That's the worst thing that could happen in a podcast conversation. Tell me, talk to me about that. The, the idea. I mean, we, do we get the gotchas from watching too much CNN or something where they're always trying to trick each other? Like this is not what we're trying to do. It's not Jerry no. Springer, you know? No, no. I mean, it, it's the exact opposite of what my model is, right? Because what I've created is a podcast for business development. It's to create a, a digital asset, a gift that these folks can share with their community. We have the ability to put it together. I feel as though I'm getting pretty good at asking questions and and directing them to tell their story with the goal being that somebody listens to this, somebody in their database or somebody shares it with someone who says, you got to work with this person and they get to know you, love you and trust you before they ever meet you. So I, I prep them. I say, you know, you're going to have people call you and it's going to feel like you should know them better because they know you so well. And, you know, you got to get used to that because that's the fun part. And, you know, if we're putting you in the best light possible, why in the world would I ask you a question that you may not know the answer to? Right. Right. I, I feel like that's got to tie into law, right? Isn't there something about you never ask a witness a question you don't know the answer to because right. you get a surprise right in front of everybody. 
that's exactly that's the exact quote they taught in law school. Don't ask a question you don't know the answer to because you will go down a hole that you do not want to be in. And that's the same thing with the podcast. You don't want to put them in a situation where they get uncomfortable, right? A lot of the people we're interviewing have compliance issues. We don't want to go down a path where they're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, is this going to be okay with the compliance department? We don't want to talk about the granular things in their business. We want to talk about them as people. Do I want to do business with this person? Am I connecting with this person? And it's funny because I've had people who say, you know what? I don't know. I don't want to say something wrong. I don't want to say something that might... Um, offend somebody, right? And, you know, the the inner critic really kicks in for some people. But what I respond to is, you know, you're saving time by allowing that person to hear you, and then you don't know that they didn't come to work with you. They didn't. You didn't know that they chose to work with someone else because they didn't like your style or your mm. perceived style that you're you're putting out there, and that's fine because it probably wouldn't work anyhow. If that person doesn't like you, it's going to be a challenging working environment. So put it out there, put your authentic self out there so that you can attract those like-minded people. And ultimately you're doing the business you want to be doing and enjoying. Right. And it's almost like even like interviewing, sometimes we have these games where the candidate's trying to pretend like they're a perfect candidate and the company's trying to pretend like, oh, we're not crazy. We're not a cult. Right. And, and, <laughs> and then they get together and then they they actually do work together and they find out, well, this person's not a fit at all. And the company's crazy. Right. Same thing for customers. Don't try to trick your customers. Be, I love how you said, be your, be authentic self out there. So they know who you are and it's going to push some people away, but those people you didn't want in the first place and the ones that it attracts, they're going to be, they're going to be in for the long haul. Correct. For for example, one of our, our uh, missions in my practice is we're proactive. We want to be a proactive law firm. We don't litigate. We're not going to dig in and fight. We'll introduce you to people that are willing to do that and who practice that and do that very well, but that's not what we do. You know, For example, we, we focus on uh, real estate transactions. And it's our belief that once the buyer and the seller have come together, what are we going to do but help guide them to that successful conclusion to the closing, right? To the ceremony where the keys are handed and the money is exchanged. If you want someone who's going to fight for the last $50, you might not want to work with us because we're not going to do that. We work to find the middle. We work to find success. So buyer wants to buy, seller wants to sell. Let's get them there to that closing. Let's protect them. Let's make sure all the due diligence is done correctly and they're getting what was agreed upon. But don't start throwing haymakers into the middle of a of a already smooth transaction, which happens. And some people want that, believe it or not. Some people expect their attorney to extract flesh from somebody, even in a conciliatory transaction where right. everybody should win, right? Everybody has the win-win mindset, but there are certain people that want to fight regardless. And if they were to hear me on a podcast, they probably wouldn't want to work with me and that's right. okay. Right. Right. I, I love how this is like super meta because there's the combo in the convo, in the condo. <laughs> so that $50 isn't success because it's going to cost you 300 or $5,000 to get that last $50. Yeah. 
really. And so you're advocating for them to be successful. And at the same time, as you're being your authentic self to everyone on your show and everyone that listens to that, so they maybe want to do business with you, you're also coaching all of your guests and how to create what will be this evergreen asset of them as a person that you can trust and get to know. And then it could be driving business. I mean, you're 87 episodes, you're driving business continually for 87 different people because that, exactly. that show may come up. Exactly. And that, and that's the goal. And the goal is, is to explain to them that very thing, right? Be yourself, sell yourself. Don't be something that you think somebody wants you to be because that's not you. And that's going to be very uncomfortable when they call you and expect that person. Right. I'm going to fight for that last dollar and I'm, a, I'm available 24 hours, seven days a week. Well, no, you're not. No, you're not. And, and explain your family and what the work-life balance is because those people who you want to work with are going to respect your time and they're going to want to work with you because they have shared experiences. They too have a life and they're not going to encroach onto your personal time because they wouldn't want you to do it to theirs. But I want to come back full circle mm -hmm. and say that this is the conversation during the pre-call. Yes. This is the conversation that we have during the pre-call that I wasn't doing for the first 82 episodes before I met Casey Cheshire, who <laughs> told me this is, a, this is something you want to be doing. He encouraged me to do it and have a plan, have a structure, have a checklist so that the people are comfortable. And I will say that there are probably a number of people who chose not to join me in the podcast because they didn't because I didn't have a, a pre-call. I didn't have a set plan for them. So they didn't want to go in blind, even though they trust me and they know that I do well for them and they've heard other episodes. It was too much of an unknown. So yeah. that dress rehearsal, that pre-call, very important. That is gold. You know, it saves you a lot of questions and explaining too. It's all about, you know, the, the host time. You're going to spend a lot of time justifying this thing to people. Instead, just Let's hop on a call. Yeah. You know, we'll answer all your questions there, and you will, as opposed to let me individually write out. Because a lot of times it's their it's their first time, right? And and I think I, you brought up this point about some people chose not to do the show with you because you didn't do a prep call. I think there's this sort of myth behind the scenes that I think people won't do the show with me if I recommend or even decide that you must be on a prep call, right? And like, oh, they'll say they're too busy to do two phone calls. But my experience has been like yours. It's actually the opposite. Most people want that prep call. And the people that don't are those really goofy authors that you know are too important <laughs> for themselves. And okay, all right. I actually tell those people no, because I, I actually want the best thing for the audience, for the guest. And that just means that you're going to you're going to give me the recording of you that you've given nine other people but i want to make this thing like a real connection right right and it and it makes perfect sense because for me as the host it's not that uncomfortable feeling where i have to pull answers from them because my model is not so much conversational i always say uh, you know it's 90% um the guest and 10% me simply guiding. I, I have an acronym that sits in front of me when I'm doing my podcast. Wait, why am I talking? Right. So we do the Zoom as well. Um, and I give them visual cues. We don't put it out as a video though, because um, I believe right now, and I may change, right? Everything is yeah. uh, open to change. But right now, I feel like I can get more guests who are willing to do it without video. But the visual cues are 
absolutely necessary. And I continue to guide them and pull more out of them. And I say, listen, I'm looking at this acronym. So if it gets really weird and you feel like you're talking too long, you're not. Because if I want to say something, you're going to see me lean in. You're going to see me put up my finger because I, I do need to interrupt. I have to get in here now. But we're telling stories. We're having you talk. I don't want to interrogate you. If it's a yes or no answer, it's a terrible podcast. It's not something I would listen to. And that's where I think the pre-call is so very important because you have these conversations and then you give the person, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours to kind of resonate on, Hey, if there's a story that can tie into that, you know, be ready to help me cue it up for you. And then it's a, it's an audible experience for the people and they really appreciate it. And then you become more proud of it. You being the guest and you're going to share it more, right? Because you want them to share it because that is the goal is to create this for them. Again, I always say I'm not creating a community. A lot of people will say, well, what does your community want to hear about? I want you to understand I'm not here to create a community. I'm here to create something for you. And yeah. with the introduction of the pre-call, Casey, you know, this is a business development strategy for me as well. I'm meeting people that I wouldn't otherwise meet. I'm getting them on the phone for a vulnerable hour. We're talking about things that they don't talk to most people at when you're getting a coffee or a lunch. You're digging right. in. And the pre-call gives you another touch. Another right? half hour, right? Another bit of time. Yeah, I and, love that. And that's the goal, right? So you want them to trust you to do business with you. And now you've created that trust and and you now have given them me an extra conversation which i mean it's 10xing because it makes the podcast conversation that much more comfortable especially for me because i could see when they're uncomfortable mm. and i could see when they're nervous and after the pre-call it really you could see it just drop from people wow i love that acronym the, the weight what was it stand for weight why, why am, am i talking, I talking? Wow. Because you, I'll tell you, if you were to uh, listen to a few of my very first episodes, it's not, um, it's not great. It's, mm. it's actually challenging because <laughs> I bounce, but more importantly, I, I cut people off. I would jump in and, you know, finish their sentence or I, you know, I would simply interrupt and take them in another, and it wasn't good. So looking at this acronym every single time, it, 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 it's been great overall for me, by the way. So, you know, globally, to sit back, think, allow, embrace, and then converse as opposed to jumping in and, hey, well, what about this? I have a story about that, you know? How, how do you recommend, like, what's the best way to, for someone listening, if they want to adopt this weight strategy, what do you recommend? Put that, put that on their, their keyboard or their, their printer as well, their monitor, whatever. That, that's what I do. Um, yeah. You know, that it works for me. Um, I'm yeah. starting, it's creating habit, right? So yeah. now I'm, I'm getting better at it. So it, it, it really helps you listen to not be thinking about what am I going to say? Because why am I talking? I'm not adding value by talking. This is about them. So listen. And then all of a sudden you're asking these really deep questions because you're really listening and you're guiding them down a path that doesn't feel like it's bouncing all over the place. And it's really the notes that I have in front of me most of the time, who, what, why, where, when, right? Where, where did that happen? Or mm -hmm. when, you know, I'm not 
talking. I'm not really having a conversation. I'm guiding a story. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd love to let's kind of go down this path because I think the other day we were talking about how you can you can have these open-ended questions and those open-ended questions can lead your guest into saying a lot. And then that makes it easier for you so that you don't have to keep jumping in. Whereas that sometimes you can end up with yes or no questions where now you got to keep, you got to keep talking and not even good in a good way. It's like, you have to keep leading them. Talk to me about the questions and how you form really good questions. So, you know, I wish I had a a great answer for this. Um, I don't do a tremendous amount of um, research on the people. Uh, most of the people I know. So there's that commonality, right? So we're mm-hmm. still, you know, reaching out to people we know and say, look, at this is it. This is, this is the new thing, you know, get on board. So a lot of them I know from past history, but the ones that I don't know, I'll tell you, I get a little bit nervous, not as much now with the pre-call in the process, but before you would get on anxiously, like, am I going to have to pull this out of them? Do they understand? Do they get what we're trying to do? Pre-call again, want to just replug that. But when it comes to the questions, you know, the format is relatively um, open. Uh, There's two questions that I ask at the end every single time. I open with a very similar intro. I try not to make one person seem more favorable than another. So it's very standard. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles today. I'm grateful to have Casey Cheshire of Ringmaster Marketing. Casey is a podcast Sherpa. Hey, Casey, welcome to the show. Always the same fill in the blank. And that's uh, sitting next to me also, right? The fill in the blanks and, you know, pre-call gets the information to fill in those blanks. And then we get into, hey, Casey, what's going on? And typically I don't have the same question each time but I typically have the first question ready, right? Depending on who they are, what I know about them, the the research that I have done, the pre-call that we have done, I will typically have that first question. They'll typically be ready for that first question. And that question is never the same because it is very unique to them, right? And then we go- Talk to me about that though. How, How do you create that unique question for them? And what kind of a question do you create? You know, it depends on what business they're in right? Some people are in a family business, you know, and I'll ask point blank, is there a lot of pressure because you're carrying on the family name? You know, uh, something that, you know, kind of grabs the audience, if you will, to say, oh, wow, that was kind of hard hitting. Um, And then we get into them as people and what they do. And a lot of times what we're talking about is we're creating a B2B uh asset for them. So a lot of these professionals rely on referral partners. So a lot of what we're feeding in is, you know, how do you do it? You know, what differentiates you, right? What is your value proposition? Like, how are you different than the next person? And they'll go into their process so that that referral partner will say, oh, I get it. I get Mm -hmm. it now. Now I can refer them confidently because I know exactly how they operate. I know how the sausage is made. I seen behind the curtain. I've heard exactly what needs to be done and it's done. And now I can, with with uh, confidence, refer them my client. And then at the same token, we're talking to that direct consumer too. So we're humanizing them, You know, talking about how they got into the business. Would they recommend this profession for somebody else? Right. And that elicits a lot of conversations too, because you know, it will hopefully uh, 
show the passion that they have for what they do. Oh yeah. You know, I would highly recommend this, you know, it might need to, you have to have the right mindset for it though, because there's sales associated with it and it's not easy and this and that, and we could go down, down that path. But then at the end, um, I always ask them about reviews. I think mm. reviews are so very important. And I ask them, so Casey, you know, somebody's working with you and they've had a wonderful experience. What does that review sound like? So you're kind of writing your, your business obituary, if you will, you, you're, you're putting your, your uh, values and missions into a, into a statement for the listener. You know, for me, you know, it, it's the team at Styles Law was amazing. They answered all my questions in a timely manner. They educated, they actually answered questions before I even asked them. And they made the process, which could otherwise be really rocky and, and stressful, stress-free and smooth. I can't believe how easy this process was. You know, so that's what my answer to that question would be. And, and, it, and it gets people going in different directions. And then I typically close with, um, what's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> and that's because you know what, you're putting yourself out here, right? You're expanding your comfort zone. You're doing a podcast, right? I, I would say Casey, it's still an early adopter stage. I think there's so much more to be had with this medium, and I say, you're doing it. You're out there. You're putting yourself out there, just like in karaoke. So let's get on the stage. What are you singing? And that always creates a little bit of a fun. And I, I think the community that we have started to build um, by accident, if you will, um, because what we're doing is we're connecting the, the guests too. So we're, we're connecting the guests in a collaborative way because a lot of them can work with each other. Um, so we send out the podcast to each of them so they can count on those questions, yeah. right? So the listener can count on, okay, he's leading up to it. Oh, he's starting to talk about that networking event again. Oh, we're going to hear what they would sing. I have no idea what this person would sing and, and boom, and it creates a little conversation. Then it's the call to action. So the meat, I would love to have a little bit more um, format around, right? The who, what, why, where, but the pre-call is helping that. It's helping yeah. that because it's, you know, I want to talk about this. Good. Let's talk about that then. And then I guide them to, you know, what, what should I be talking about? Well, you want, who are you speaking to, right? Are you sp speaking direct to the consumer? Are you speaking to a referral partner? Cause we can go multiple ways, but I encourage you to follow the evergreen path so that we can use this for forever and ever. So, you know, I don't want to necessarily talk about the market conditions today, right? Because they're not necessarily going to be like that a year from now. And then it's, it's, you have to qualify, well, this was a year ago and, you know, <laughs> of course the market was wild then, but it's not now, you know, let's not yeah. talk about that. Yeah. God, I love this podcast. Yeah. I feel too. like I'm a listener to it. I'm not, I'm not even here. Uh, I'm, uh, what I got from a lot of what you're just saying is this intentional thinking about the audience and on behalf of on behalf of your guest, right? It, it, it's like you're almost like this marketing coach saying, like, look, you're we're gonna create the best collateral possible for you as a guest. Sometimes people make it about the guest, sometimes people make it about just like the listeners to of them, their own brand, you know, about, about like vanity metrics. But you're it's such a unique approach where you're saying, you know, Mr. Guest. You may or may not know that you need this, but you do. Right. And we're going to create this thing. And then you're asking them questions that puts them in a great light. They're prepared for it. 
the, asking how the sausage is made, eliciting the passions as you go. And, and then the audience is even counting on the questions that will happen. I just, I love this focus on the end result and in your guiding the guests on both the prep, but also in the show in creating the best billboard they possibly can make for themselves. Yeah. That's exactly the model. And, and when you say the audience, I'm visualizing their database. I'm yeah. visualizing what they've created. How do we give them a deeper touch so that these people have that and they can spread it around? You know, they're at the water fountain and they hear somebody say, you know, I'm getting ready to relocate to Nebraska. You know, do you have a real estate agent? Well, why yeah. don't you listen to this podcast that my guy did? Right. As opposed to, you know, here's my guy's number or let me have my guy call you. Listen to this. And if this is yeah. someone you want to work with, his number is at the her number is at the end of the podcast. Yeah. And you get to know them. And that's why I was I joke with the people because they do run into and they've shared with me after the fact that awkward feeling of why does this person know me so well? And then they realize, oh, that's the story I told on the podcast. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon where people have heard tens, twenties, hundreds of hours of you talking and they, they pick up your little stories here and there and they feel like they know you. I mean, I feel like I know Joe Rogan pretty well. Yeah. He does not know who I am, to be honest, but, but it's, it's an interesting thing. And he's even talked about this and, and I've had people message me about my show and you get people that are very familiar with you, uh, but in, in, a, in a really cool way. Yeah. And, and it's always interesting to encourage your audience or if you're guesting, encourage the audience of, of the show you're joining to just reach out to that host because it's so special when people reach out to you. Agreed. Agreed. Because sometimes you feel like you're talking to the trees, but again, <laughs> yeah. in my mind, right? I'm not creating Joe Rogan. I'm not creating right. an audience. I'm, it's I'm, not for I'm, you. It's not right. the Mark Stiles experience. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a mechanism for creating this thing for your guests. That's right. That's amazing. Right. Now, this and, is a perfect tie-in. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and that's why it's so, so very important that they present authentically and not fake it to be what they think people want to hear because there are people who are listening to it who know them and they're going to realize, right? I want to know you deeper. So give me your truths. Have you had people do the fake thing? Have you had people... I think so. I think so. Do the um, name, what does their name rhyme with? No. <laughs> Episode 53. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know who was 53. Oh, gosh. Somebody right now is looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope they listen to it and I hope they enjoy it because it's not. Uh, and then do business with that person. <laughs> exactly. 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 And so, we talk about it a lot. You know, yeah. we encourage people, you know, if you're looking for a professional, they're probably on there. Yeah. And they're going to do a good job for you. We're not, you know, vouching for them necessarily. I think I have a small print legal notice at the end of my podcast that says uh, the comments from these folks are not the comments of Styles Law or Mark Styles, right. and and uh, you know we don't um, we don't endorse any of the guests, but we do. I mean, we're propping them up. Of course, we do. These are our people. That's why we're doing it for them. Is there a legal challenge if you do endorse your guests or don't state that? I wouldn't say there's a legal challenge. There could be a, you know, PR challenge, right? If somebody, sure. uh, if you say this is the most amazing real estate agent on the planet, you know, all of the other real estate referral partners 
that we have are going to be like, well, what are you doing? And that was part of my uh, inner critic who was, you know, the imposter kicking me in the head saying, yeah. be careful. If you interview somebody who's a competitor with somebody else, that competitor might get upset, but you know, you've seen my logo. It's the share sign from, you know, from the tech, right? So mm-hmm. this is abundance. You know, we, we've invited everybody. If you want, the invitation is there for you to tell your story. So please, pretty please don't get upset if somebody that you compete with is on the show. And, you know, ultimately I think, uh, yeah, different styles. Not, yeah. And, and the, and the abundancy is, is, is clear with people that, you know, if you, if you don't want to be on the show, I get it. I understand, but you're welcome to. Yeah. I've invited competitors on my show and it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Sometimes they share it. Sometimes they don't. And either way, I I'm still learning from them. You know, maybe just maybe in the back of their minds, they're thinking I'm not quite an abominable, abominable, abominable snowman. Yeah. You know, like you just, you, maybe you can connect as real people on that or maybe right. not, maybe they're terrible. But, <laughs> but no, I'm more, I was more concerned with, if I bring on a real estate agent is the other real estate agent. Yo, yeah. And I quickly yeah, yeah. let that go because yeah. again, openly inviting everybody. Yes. Right. But we're not truly endorsing those people too. Right. So at the same time, we're helping them, but we're not endorsing because it could be a PR problem. Right. Yeah. It's true. Could be. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit to we were starting to light up when when you you started talking about connecting with people and the joy of people reaching out to them and and the fact that these podcasts were working. You are creating business for your guests, for your community. Uh, it really ties into like the you. I want to get into the host a little bit, kind of like open up your brain and cool. and just dive in there. Um, and really, it's like why? Why do you do your podcast? You're helping these other people out, right? Is there, is business dev or what? Talk to me about the why on your side. Um, you know, f- at first it was, why not? This could be fun. Right. Um, the biz dev was definitely the initial spark because if I could figure out how to do this and nobody else was doing it, then I'm out in front. First in market always wins, right? Oh, Mark, Mark does a podcast. I'm going to join. I'm going to get on Mark's podcast. Oh, Mark, 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 Mark. Right. So, so you have a lot of referral partners, right? You have a lot of people bringing business to you. Yeah. I mean, we, we base our business completely on referral partners. I mean, very little direct to consumer do we do. I do some, but you know, it's more for education purposes and such, but um, the referral partners are everything in our business. And you know, even if they're talking about it, they're talking about it, right? So, did you hear Susie on the on the podcast? Did you hear so and so on Mark's podcast? They're talking about it. They're you know they're having it fed to them too on you know weekly you know mail mailings and such. But um, it, it 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 truly is the business development share. It's you know Brian Buffini always said, "Give it out in slices, and it comes back in loaves." Right. But what has become is it's fun. I really enjoy doing it. So I get to people, talk to people that I wouldn't otherwise talk to, but I, I reach out to people and say, you're missing out. Like, this is fun. Like, wait till you share this and you get that love back. Wait till you share this. And people, I say, ah, that was such an amazing story. Wow. You're so, you're so concise and, and you speak so well. And, 
I, I shared it with three or four of my friends. And, you know, and what, once you start to feel that, you know, you'll understand it. And that's what drives me because I feel that for them, right? They're getting that feedback and they're sharing it back with me. And that makes me feel good. So when I say I put it out in, in slices, you know, I'm putting the podcast out in slices, but that, that feedback is the loaves coming back. And yes, it, it's working for business. I haven't fully, you know, perfected the, the funnel, if you will, the process, the follow-up and how it works, but we are genuinely helping people. And I think people appreciate that. Have you, have you seen, have you been able to track business for your clients as well as for yourself from the podcast? The referral partners who are doing it, who yeah. are doing it only in that, what they tell me. Yeah. Right. So, and if it happens, they usually pick up the phone or they text me right away that, you know, this person just called me and had heard the podcast. Um, or they say, you know, I shared it and, and got a tremendous amount of engagement and feedback. Thank you very much. I mean, that's why I do it. It, because it feels good. The secondary reason is because I really get to know these people. You know, so there there bec- there becomes a bond that you wouldn't get over the coffee, you wouldn't get at lunch, you wouldn't get at the happy hour that you get because I mean, phones are off, focus is one hundred percent on that person, and I need to be focused so that I'm asking the right questions, and they're being vulnerable. And when someone's vulnerable, they get closer to you, and they build a stronger bond and you have that with them forever, you know, and what we do with the follow-up, you know, we haven't really mastered yet, but there is a plan. There is a master plan that we will be working on to create more traction with those, with those guests and, and bring them together in networking organization meetings together, right? Like-minded, you all have something in common. And I've done that before too, where I've introduced two professionals to one another. Hey, you both have something in common. You are both on elements of styles. Meet one another. I know you will appreciate each other. Right. You know, and, and then I would attach right. both episodes, right? Because why not? They get to know who the person they're talking to in 35 minutes. They get to figure out, you know, if they want to work with them. But being able to make those connections is something that I didn't foresee, you know, unintended consequence that is great. And now every week, those people are getting a specific email that's directed to only people who were on the podcast. Hey, you know, you get it. You've been there. Here's the next guest. Give it a listen. Let us know what you think, you know, and then, you know, they're seeing people they know sometimes they're seeing people they don't know. But a lot of them are listening every week because they've been there, they've experienced it. And I know they're calling each other and they're doing business with one another. So for me, it's, it's, it's winner. It's a winner. Yeah. The deeper relationships with partners is something that I think sometimes it gets overlooked. If they're, they're referring you people, maybe it's one or two, but when you have, when you can really trust someone, that's when you can, the floodgates open up and they're just now you're doing business together, right? It's right. it's not like, you know, a referral is a dangerous thing because if I refer you and they suck, that's on me too. And and so I, I only want to send to people I trust and man, nothing like a podcast to build trust, right? Like, right. man. And we talk about that on some yeah. of the, on some of the, um, with some of the guests is, you know, how do you, 
How do you make your referral? Like, how do you trust that person? And that's where the deal flow really comes is when it's the default button. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not giving out three business cards. I'm introducing you to one person and they're going to take good care of you. That, and then we encourage folks, you know, to take the steering wheel and be the captain of their deal to, to, to be the leader. And we always say that, you know, giving three cards is, is a very weak move because it, it shows that you don't have somebody. And if you are uncomfortable giving that one business card, making that one warm referral by email with everybody on it so that it's it's there, it's happening, and you're not sure, then you've got to keep looking and make sure you find that person that you can confidently say, it's time in the process for legal. Here's Mark and his team. Here's what they're going to do. Set up a call. Done. Microphone drops as opposed to, I don't know, do whatever you want. Good luck. Because then the deal goes sideways on them right? Because they're not controlling it anymore. They're not with people that they know and trust where, yeah, humans make mistakes. Things will happen, but they could pick up the phone and they know they're going to get me and they know that it's going to go right to the top of the pile. It's going to get high priority and whatever happened is going to disappear and it's going to go away with a, with a phone call and the acknowledgement as opposed to you know, somebody brings somebody else in, they don't know them, things go wrong. You don't know if they're talking badly about them. You don't know, you know, where it is. I mean, we're, we're re-endorsing those, those people and propping them up as a team. It's a, it's a team thing. And that's where, you know, we, we talk about that a lot on some of the podcasts, actually. What would you tell someone that it's like on their list, right? Ah, I've been meaning to podcast. I've heard a bunch. I listen, I listen to them all the time or I don't listen to any at all, but this is on their list, right? It's not, to on their list to, to do it for their company to host one and they just haven't pulled that trigger yet what what kind of what kind of things would you tell them well you know i would ask questions you know what you know what would hold you back right is it a time is it is it the time element so what are you doing with your time what what activities are you doing as business development you know are you blocking time are you you know making purposeful phone calls are you setting meetings because this does all of that um you know, and then it's a, you know, why do you want to do it? You know, what is your purpose? Do you want to be the next Joe Rogan? I can't really give you a whole bunch of advice if that's what you want to do, but I can help you if you're being tasked with this from your business to do this, to develop PR for your company or to develop deeper relationships in a business development model. Um, I could certainly guide you there, but it's a lot easier than you think it is. I can tell you that. Yeah, a lot easier than you think it is. It's a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. It, it's just a conversation, and I think the mechanisms and the trappings around us just help us have a better conversation, make a better connection in the end. Right. right. And there are professionals that can help you. Obviously, speaking to you, Casey, and your <laughs> team, it's it, it it's imperative that you align yourself with a team such as yours, because the do it yourself, glue it together is not that easy and it will be overwhelming and you'll never do it. So if you put yourself in the mindset of we're doing this, we're budgeting for it, we're going to do it, we're going to launch it, we're going to do it right. Then you hire someone like Ringmaster. Love it. Going to just clip that all day, <laughs> all day, every day. Uh, no, and I do, I do appreciate that. I, I love working with you. But on it's that. true. Yeah. Well, I mean, this ties into the, the next thing, which would be even you personally, what is your biggest challenge with podcasting? 
Um, it's not the time blocking. You know, I'm Tuesday podcaster. I block out four hours. I can do three or four on a Tuesday and, and that's my day. Um, it's getting people on the show. It's easier now, again, with your assistance and the pre-call. Um, and it's, it's obviously, it's, it's fantastic when you have a producer uh, such as Liam on the team who is helping get those guests uh, yeah. But when you're Shout first out starting out yeah. with, yeah, when you're first starting out, it's, um, you know, it's convincing people to trust you, convincing people to go on, you know, what, what are you doing? What, why are you doing that? Um, but the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? Because you say, Hey, here's, here's your friend who was on the podcast two months ago. Take a listen. You know, this is what we're doing. And then, of course, again, the pre-call makes it a lot easier. But in the beginning, it was definitely convincing people to join, right? It's early adopting, right? I don't yeah. know. I uh, It's so unknown. And what if I say the wrong thing? And, yeah, especially when it's their first time on a right? podcast. And most of them are. I mean, yeah. I, I would say of the 87 podcasts we have out, I would say probably 84. It was their first time. Because it's still early. It's still yeah. really early, which makes it that much more special. It Honestly, it does. And, and sometimes I find it's even more special with the people where it's their first podcast and you can really open a whole new world to them of like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe people start saying, maybe I should launch my own. Maybe I should be guests on some other podcasts. Like it opens up a whole new world. I can just have a conversation and that can help drive business for my company. Wow. The people who really get it are the people who listen to podcasts too, right? Because there's yeah. still a huge percentage of people who don't even listen to any podcast and they don't even know how to access the podcast. Right. They're harder to get uh, engaged with it. Folks that are already listening to podcasts, they get it, but they have the imposter syndrome. But ah, like it's like we're not filming a Hollywood movie here. We're not yeah. filming a commercial for NBC. We're having a conversation. So, you know, get over that. And yeah. think about what this could do. You know, you've got a landing page. Hear my story. Click here. You know, you've got an email address at the footer. Hear my story. That is going to land on people who, you know, you're sleeping. They're on the treadmill and they're yeah. listening to you while you're sleeping. And they, you wake up to an email saying, I want to, I want a coffee or I want to, you know, work with you. Yeah. And, and they'll listen to the whole thing. I think sometimes people think there's a, the attention span. Oh, we only have five minutes. Let's make it a five minute show. Uh, but man, if you're, if you're either providing value or just giving them a, a chance to be in the room with two people that enjoy each other's company, that's just, not, it's just fun to be in that, that zone, you know? Yeah. You feel like a fly on the wall listening yeah. to subject matter experts. And that's, you know, if you're really of the mindset of you want to learn, right, you want to always be learning, then you're going to be listening to a lot of podcasts right. anyhow. So are your people that want to do business with you, right? So, you yeah. know, tell me, tell me why I should work with this person. Boom, here, listen to this. Next time you're walking the dog, you're on the treadmill, you're in traffic, it's only 35 minutes. And I think people do hunger for more than those 30 second TikToks so. and five minute yeah. YouTubes. I think they want to be part of a conversation and they they want to say, oh, I hope he asked this question. And boom, he asked that question. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. And sometimes you actually wish they had more, right? I don't know if you've ever right. gotten to the end of a movie or a play or even a good book. And, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I once didn't watch the end of a TV series that I really enjoyed because I didn't want to end the plot, like so the story. Funny. I 
keep it alive. And so people actually want the conversation. So I, in my mind, like as long as we're having a good conversation, like let it ride, you know, yeah. as long as there's nothing else booked in the calendar, but it's like, I, I almost find myself running out of time way more than I have myself going like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? And I think that ties back to right. the earlier thing around the prep call and all those other parts. And I personally would much rather listen to a conversation than read a book. Yeah. Um, that, and that's just me, but I think there's a lot of people like me that, you know, learn through audio as opposed to visual and, and, and reading. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there. And again, it's so early in it that why not? Like, why not is really what it comes down to for me. Like, what's the harm? What, what's the downside of coming on a podcast and, and sharing your story, right? Not much because I'm certainly not going to trip you up. There's no way I'm going to make you look bad. So why not? And that's kind of the mindset I had setting up the podcast too, is, you know, if this is, if I believe this so thoroughly, then why don't I be the platform for people to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You're the platform. You become the platform to make everyone else shine. Right. And then you're the one that created that environment, which feels good, but also it feels helps, great. you know, increase your visibility into the, into the world around you as well. That's right. That's right. It becomes the automatic thought leader, right? So if you have the microphone, then you're the expert in a lot of situations. And, you know, that again is not the ultimate goal, but again, it's an unintended consequence that is okay. But the reality of it is, is it's that phone call that says, Mark, you're never going to guess what happened. You know, (laughs) this person called and had listened to the podcast and that is what will make my week when I get those phone calls, because I know what I'm doing is purposeful, yeah. you know, and, it, and I know that it will work because it does. It just does. It does. Well, I want to shift things around just a little bit and talk about the future, 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 future. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about, tell me about your, your show, right? Tell me about you've got 87 episodes and counting and they, every day they're getting you know, more episodes. So what's the big picture of future for your podcast? You know, you it's, a, it, that, it's a great question. Um, and you know, I have no intent of, of slowing down because I see what it's doing. You know, and it, will I do more of it? Probably block more time because it's working. It's effective. So why wouldn't I remove things from my calendar that aren't effective and plug in things that are effective? And this is very effective. Um, you know, some people ask about monetizing it, you know, again, not building a community. You really can't monetize a podcast unless you have a, a massive amount of subscribers viewers, but the affiliate stuff is really interesting to me. The affiliate marketing, you know, uh, liquid IV backslash styles, you know, uh, those (laughs) are, those are interesting because it's no heavy lift, right? You're, you're promoting a company that you believe in and you're giving a discount to your, to your listener, to your, your, your guest who's listening. Yeah. Total win-win. So, you know, if, if I were to look, look short term, I would say we'd probably engage some affiliate marketing, um, to simply, you know, help defray some of the costs, but at the same token, double down, double yeah. down. If I'm doing two a week, let's do four a week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've experimented with that. I've gotten up to, I think it was about four, four a week, 
four or five temporarily during yeah. the summertime a couple of years ago. And it works. It just, it, it's super scalable if you have, you know, the targeting figured out. And, and I guess to the earlier point, it's really tough to monetize a consumer podcast right. or if you're thinking all about the audience, but because you're thinking so much about these partners and, and trying to help them out and you get business from them, you know, each one of those referral partners could be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars over the years in terms of fees and, and, and revenue. So it, it's like, it's, it's almost short-sighted to pe- think about the sponsorships when it's right. like, yeah. I, and it's like, I don't, I don't need your sponsorship. I want your $80,000 deal, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. so this thing that, is free. <laughs> and that brings it full circle up again as to why, why am I doing it? Right? right. And that, that is the monetization of it, right. Is to have that right. relationship, follow up with those people, build that trust and, and have them refer their business to us. Amazing, so, man. Double down. Amazing. That's it. Just keep doing it and and do more of it and get better at it. I think that's get ultimately better. the goal. And I think that's what probably is holding people back from starting is, well, I'm not good at it. I've never done it before. You got to start. You have to start. And, you know, I cringe listening to some of the first few episodes that, that we created. And But how are you going to get better if you don't? try if you don't yeah. give it a go. And, and, and that's probably what I would say is, is to, you know, create more of a format, you know, fine tune my craft, get better every time was probably what I would, I would say to that question. Yeah. hundred percent. I think we should get have better like a for them so that theirs can for be them. Better, right. Yeah. yeah. We should have a, like a, a listen party where we listen to our, our episode ones and twos of each other's <laughs> podcast and eat some popcorn and have to drink Cringe. some beer on that one because that would be <laughs> that would be yeah. awkward. Every time I say definitely on the podcast, we can all uh, take a shot. <laughs> mine was uh mine was right, 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 right. <laughs> so you're this and this and this, right? And then yeah. all they can say is yes. Well, no, it was when they were talking. It was wor- it was worse. It was when they were talking. Oh. Right. Right, right, right. And it's like, why are you talking? Boom. Yeah. Income. The screen keeps showing you saying right. Yeah, exactly. Man, exactly. man. Well, this is so good. I don't know if you look, we our time has flown by. I feel like we I need to book half a day for these kind of conversations. Um, but the time has flown. So throw out some links. The the style show, the where can we find these things? Yeah. Uh, where can the sure. people connect with you? All that stuff. Cool. Um First and foremost, folks, if you are thinking about hosting a podcast, do it. Why not? Right? Launch, do it, and see what happens. Call Casey, Casey and his team at Ring Ringmaster. Will they'll set you up? It will be hitting the easy button. So give that a go. Uh, but Casey, our our podcast is called Elements of Styles. You can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume fine podcasts. Anywhere, Stitcher, the whole deal. Um, we do some consumer direct marketing on a YouTube channel. So Styles Law, it's uh, Styles Law, the original, I think, on the YouTube channel. Oh, and there's a bunch of two to four minute videos uh, that consumers ask, right? So consumers ask these questions. So we answer them uh, through YouTube. We have a website, styles-law.com. We have an office at 781-319-1900, where we have an amazing team and our concierge will put you in touch with the appropriate people. And then I have a Calendly link, which I always encourage people to punch in and do a 15-minute hello or what have you at uh, calendly.com forward slash M styles. So 
give it a go and let's let's chat. Let's keep this conversation going on on a 15-minute strategy sesh. Hell yeah. And, and specifically the law that you practice is around real estate. Do you do other like business, residential, personal? Yeah, we commercial? do. So, so my team focuses primarily in uh, all facets of real estate, uh, okay. both residential and commercial, but also estate planning. So it's more of a proactive practice as opposed to a, a reactive practice. So we're not doing criminal law once you've gotten arrested or got call someone car. else. <laughs> right. Well, we have great people that we would introduce. You can introduce to, us to. Right. Gotcha. Uh, litigation, same thing. Divorce, same thing. We have great people, but we don't do it. So we focus on proactive planning for real estate and estates, which I is the that. wills, the trust that most people commonly refer to. Love but that. getting that plan in place so that when you pass on, there is no dispute. There is your hopes, dreams, and aspirations that are written out very clearly for everyone to see. Yeah. It helps event, you know, prevent or reduce that conflict that can happen with yeah. siblings and, ugh, and that, we all see that it. ickiness. Yeah. We can all be avoided. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, dude, you are the man. I knew this would be a fun podcast and it did not disappoint. I've got pages and pages of notes. Thank you cool. so much for being on here. Dude, you're the man. And I appreciate your passion for podcasting because without folks like you propping it all up, you know, it's it it doesn't work. And and folks, again, reach out to Casey and his team. They are amazing and they will take away all of the stress and anxiety from what you're thinking, which isn't real. So give them a <laughs> chat. You're the man, dude. I love your passion for podcasting. We share that for sure. And uh, I wish you all the best with the ventures. Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for all the props. Thank you for making this a solid Ringmaster commercial, which we will clip for days. Love it. Um, and let's stay in touch. And, uh, and I can't wait for this thing to go live. Same. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. This has been another exciting episode of this amazing show called Creating the Greatest Show. I can't wait to see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.